0: Hi, I'm Kerry Williams, and I'm a woman on a mission to help as many women as possible uncover their passions and discover their purpose. This is the Dreamers, Setters and Go-Getters show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dreamers, Setters and Go-Getters show. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Kerry Williams, and I'm an online course creator that specializes in life purpose, mindset, and generally creating your own legacy to pass on to your future generations for them to be very proud of you um this week we are discussing. it's the last one in the realm of um the media and negative bias and stuff like that and this is the power of perspective how to reframe your thoughts and find joy now i'm hoping this one won't be too long my notes are very very long like my outline is very long on this one so I'm hoping I can kind of get through it relatively quickly sorry if it doesn't sound overly personable a lot of it I will be reading off the script but I think going off to discuss um so it's basically based around positive thinking which I'm aware has a huge cliche around it there's a this very this real theory of oh just think happy thoughts and everything will be better which is it's just not true negative things happen. You're going to have negative thoughts about things and that can't be helped. That's just one of those things. The point of this episode is to stop your negative thoughts, to try and avoid your negative thoughts being the dominating thoughts the whole time. So basically the maximum, maximum, what's the word I'm looking for? The the majority of your thoughts being negative thoughts and try and make the majority more positive or at least neutral. Um, a lot of our negative thinking is based on cognitive distortions which um, is a big part of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy um, which is something I highly recommend if um, you do need a bit of help with um, getting your your mind sorted if you're struggling with anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. Uh, CBT is absolutely incredible and I highly, highly recommend it. But I'm just going to go through um, a few cognitive distortions that um, cause us to have to have our, our thoughts to be quite negative and now I'll go on to the ways that you can refrain them and as the title says find joy so um the first one is all or nothing thinking and the way you can tell this one is that you see everything in black and white with no shades of grey in between this is not a visual thing this is a perspective thing so everything will be either one or the other like a person will be either a good person or a bad person. You won't, there won't be anything in the middle. They'll do one thing and you'll be convinced they're an awful, horrible person and it goes that far. And same with yourself, really. You'll decide that either you're good at something or bad at something and there's nothing in between. So that can cause a lot of negative thinking. And it also is, it's also it's about thinking in absolutes, such as if I'm not perfect, then I'm a failure. Or if I'm not always happy, my life is terrible. This type of thinking can lead to feeling stuck or hopeless as there's no room for nuance or progress. So we will get to how to get past that. But um, um, I know myself in the past, I've had a lot of all or nothing thinking and it was a difficult thing to break. But, you know, that's why I'm a mindset coach, because I figured out, you know, I figured out, I didn't figure it out. (laughs) I learned, learned how to do it and applied it to my own life. So another one of these cognitive distortions is negative filtering, which is focusing only on the negative aspects of a situation while ignoring the positive. So it's the entire thing. I think I mentioned this before. You've got hundred people in a room and 99 of them say you you look really slim. And one person says you look fat. You will focus on the one person saying you're fat and be convinced that you are indeed fat. Um, It's that sort of thing. Really? You would completely ignore the 99 people that said you're slim. And, um, it's about selectiv- selectively filtering out positive information and only attending to the negative information. For example, someone who receives a positive performance review, but but only focuses on the one area where they received constructive criticism is engaging in negative filtering. And this type of thinking can lead to feelings of hopelessness, anxiety, and depression. So if you are suffering from negative thinking, negative thinking, negative filtering, it's really worth um, working on that one, as it is with any of these distortions. And the last one I'm using here, I, there's, I think there's about 13 identified cognitive distortions, but I'm only covering three here because it's relevant. And the last one is catastrophizing. Assuming that the worst case scenario will happen, even if there's little evidence to support it. um, My mum is a (laughs) God lover. My mum is a prime example of catastrophizing. It's it's actually become an ongoing joke. She has recently um, become a lot, a lot better. But um, if we went out somewhere where we were going to have to park, she would always say, oh, I bet we won't get parked. Or, you know, or, I'll bet there would be a big queue getting in and we won't get a table if we're going to a restaurant or something like that, if we hadn't booked, obviously. And it was just constantly this. And it was something that initially was annoying. But then we just we found it really funny and would highlight it to her every time she did it. Like, seriously, when was the last time you went somewhere and couldn't get parked? And I think in her entire life. And she's uh, she's over 60, shall we say? She's between 60 and 70. She can work out from my age, really. Um she has only not got a parking space being in the car with somebody or driving herself once, once in her entire, I'm just trying to think. So she passed a test when she was what, 18, I think. So we're talking a good sort of over 40 years, 40 years that work. Yes. 40, nearly 50 years of driving. So, and she's only not got a parking space once that is, is catastrophizing in a nutshell. That's also um, a lovely little bit of negative filtering as well. But another part of catastrophizing is magnifying negative events and anticipating that they have catastrophic, God, that's a difficult word to say, consequences. For example, someone who is late for a meeting might catastrophize by thinking that they will be fired or lose their job, which, you you know, we're human. Things hold us up sometimes and we're late. So that is so unlikely the job unless obviously you've been Constantly, constantly late, and you've had, you know, down, down to your fast, final warning when that's a totally reasonable way to think. But if it's the first time, that's catastrophizing. Uh, this type of thinking can lead to feelings of anxiety and stress and can also interfere with the problem solving and decision making side of things. So basically, when you get stuck in negative thinking patterns, you miss the opportunities that life is offering you. I believe I mentioned that in a previous episode. Um, they'll be right there staring you in the face. And you'll be so panicked about taking that risk and being convinced that the outcome is going to be a negative outcome. I think it's uh, I think episode one was about risk taking, if I recall. And you subconsciously manifest negative things to come into your life because that's the energy that you're putting out into the world. It's like um, self-fulfilling prophecies, basically. If you keep thinking something's going to happen, you will. You're. It's, I mean, I think I mentioned like affirmations and visualizations in a previous episode, the way you can retrain your brain by convincing your brain that things are going to turn out well or the way you want them to and your brain you your subconsciously start doing things that would cause that to happen because it's a done deal it works the same way on the opposite way round that your subconscious will manifest the bad thing because you will do little things in your daily life that will contribute to this bigger negative outcome this is obviously only if you're really really focusing on it that's kind of kind of how manifestation works really There's an entire energy law of attraction side to it too, but I'm not covering that on this podcast. Maybe another time. So um, in this episode, we are going to be understanding the power of perspective. We are going to be reframing negative thoughts, which is what I discussed before. Practicing gratitude, which is always a great thing to do. And embracing change and growth. And then finally, finding joy in everyday life because it's there. So we might as well use it. So starting off with just going back up to my nudes. You can tell the episodes where I'm I'm, I'm waxing on about something that I'm really, really passionate about. And I am passionate about this, but like the next four episodes are going to be based around life purpose. And that is like my raison d'etre. I love it. And you'll hear me just... Oh, I won't even need to write down a big outline for the episode. It will just be me saying a few, having a few different points in front of me and then just going on, just waxing lyrical about it because I love it. But this is one, this is an area that I know a lot about. But um, when I wrote the outline and did the research for it, I learned a lot, which was good. So I'm passing the knowledge on. So uh, definition of perspective um, refers to the way in which we interpret and make sense of the world around us. Our perspective is shaped by our beliefs, experiences and values. Perspective impacts our thoughts by influencing what we focus on and how we interpret events. And perspective also impacts our emotions by influencing how we feel about events and how we react to them. A negative perspective can lead to negative thoughts and emotions such as anxiety, depression and hopelessness. Whereas a positive perspective can lead to positive thoughts and emotions such as joy, gratitude and optimism. I mean, pick which ones would you rather have? Anxiety, depression and hopelessness or joy, gratitude and optimism? No brainer. So it's worth listening on and learning how to change your perspective. Perspective can be changed by intentionally shifting our focus and rethinking our thoughts. So it's a thing of not letting our thoughts run away with us, stopping them and questioning what our automatic thoughts are and why they're doing that. Uh, cultivating a positive perspective can lead to improved mental health and overall well-being. I can fully, fully vouch for that, like personal experience. And um, perspective can also impact our relationships with others as our beliefs and values influence how we interact with people and perceive their actions. Now, one thing I will say here is that I found I could relate to people that I saw on a daily basis. Um, So, people that I I maybe didn't choose to spend time with, that would so sort of workmates and things like that. I would probably relate to them a bit more, or they would relate to me a bit more when I was more negative, because. As I said in the previous couple of episodes, the fact that we are surrounded by this negative media that's influencing us, unless you stop, if you are just staying in this extremely basic state of just doing exactly what, you know, the powers that be want you to do, you're going to be negative too. So when somebody else is negative, they're reinforcing your thoughts and feelings and you create a bond. Now, this is not a good thing. Especially if you want to get anything out of your life, and you want to actually be happy, because they'll reinforce you, you'll reinforce them, and it's just a big old cycle of just blah. But since I really, really started working on myself, I, probably about seven years ago, eight years ago, and it was shortly after my son was born, um, I am so much happier, and I actually sometimes it depends where I'm working. Um, I've actually been able to sort of really quite lift up people I work with not physically obviously um and make them feel happier bring in a more positive energy to the space sometimes their negative energy will be so strong that I won't be able to get through it at all but it's nice to be like that it makes me feel better being like that so it's really really a, a good um thing to try and do hence the episode So um, our thoughts are the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, others and the world around us. Our thoughts influence our perceptions and interpretations of events, shaping our beliefs and attitudes. Our beliefs and attitudes then guide our actions and behaviours, influencing the outcomes we experience, which is pretty much what I was saying earlier about the manifesting negative and positive. This process of thoughts influencing actions and outcomes is sometimes referred to as the self-fulfilling prophecy, as I said, Negative, I forget what I've read from when I was creating this. and <laughs> I'll just say it like because it was just in my brain. Negative thoughts can create negative outcomes as they may lead to self-defeating behaviours and limit possibilities, as I said. Positive thoughts can create positive outcomes as they may lead to increased confidence and motivation to pursue opportunities. Our thoughts can impact our... Im- impact? Sorry, you we went to South African then. Impact our emotional and physical well-being as negative thoughts can lead to stress and anxiety, while positive thoughts may lead to happiness and resilience. That's another thing. Resilience. If you you're feeling more positive, expecting more positive outcome will contribute to your resilience levels. You will try harder. You will continue doing things because it's absolutely worth it because you can see a positive outcome. So let's just get, have a little example of how our thoughts can create the stories we tell ourselves. So let's say that someone has a negative interaction with a co-worker who they feel was dismissive of their ideas during a meeting. This person could interpret the co-worker's behaviour. I did it again, co-worker's behaviour in several ways, leading to different stories that they tell themselves. Now, you've got three things here. You've got a negative thought, a neutral thought and a positive thought. The negative thought, my co-worker doesn't value my input and is trying to undermine me. I can't trust him. This story may lead to the person feeling angry and resentful towards the co-worker and may cause them to distance themselves from the co-worker and withhold their ideas in future meetings. The neutral thought would be my co-worker seems distracted during the meeting and didn't engage with my ideas. Maybe they were dealing with something else at the time. Now, this story may lead to the person feeling slightly disappointed, but not personally attacked and may cause them to seek clarification from the co-worker or adjust their communication approach. In future meetings. Sorry, two seconds. My throat's very dry. As you can probably tell I don't edit. I just record. I hate editing, so I'll just go for it. I think it's more genuine this way as well. And finally, the positive thought. My co-worker is usually very engaged in meetings and has been supportive of my dears in the past. Maybe they didn't fully understand what I was trying to convey. This story may lead to the person feeling curious and open to learning more about the co-worker's perspective and may cause them... (coughs) (coughs) <coughs> still got the cold a little bit, may cause them to follow up with the co-worker and seek clarification or feedback on their ideas. So in this example, a person's thoughts about the co-worker's behaviour shape the story that they tell themselves about the situation, which then influences their emotions and actions. And depending on the interpretation, the person may experience different emotions and take different actions that impact their relationship with the co-worker and their own sense of self-worth. So going on to the next topic, reframing negative thoughts now this is amazing. I love this my mindset reset toolkit um uh, which is still on offer for nine pound um has this an entire section big section on all the thirteen different cognitive distortions and how you can reframe those negative thoughts so uh yeah, check that out if you fancy it it's it's very worth the money, especially for nine pound it's worth one hell of a lot more <laughs> but um. I th- I'm so passionate about a mindset that I just want people to feel they can buy it and uh, reframe their mindset. So that's the deal with that. So cognitive reframing, as I think I mentioned earlier, is basically when you take a cognitive distortion and actively take action to change the negative thought into a more positive one. As our thoughts affect our behaviours and emotions, it's a good practice to get into. Examples of cognitive reframing techniques, such as thought stopping, thought replacement, and cognitive restructuring. Let's go with thought stopping. This involves interrupting a negative thought pattern and replacing it with a more positive or neutral thought. This is typically done by using a physical or verbal cue, such as saying stop out loud or snapping a rubber band on the wrist. It allows for a moment of reflection before responding to a situation and can help break the cycle of negative thinking. Thought replacement. This involves intentionally replacing a negative thought with a more positive or balanced one. By the way, there are show notes for this, so if you want to read all of these, more positive or balanced one may uh, involve questioning the accuracy of negative thoughts and challenging them with evidence or alternative alternative perspectives and it helps to shift the focus from negative to positive and can lead to a more optimistic outlook and then onto cognitive restructuring now this involves identifying and challenging negative or distorted thought patterns and replacing them with more accurate and balanced thoughts again there is an entire section of this in the mindset reset toolkit involves in identifying cognitive disorders such as all or nothing thinking or overgeneralization and reframing them this may involve keeping a thought diary. You have one of those in the Mindset Reset toolkit. To track negative thoughts and identify patterns, as well as seeking support from a therapist or a mental health professional. Highly recommend that. So um, some examples of cognitive restructuring takes and techniques can include reattributing a negative experience to external factors rather than personal shortcomings. So as we said with the situation with the co-worker previously, the example there you would, rather than think it's something you've done, you would realise that it's something that the person themselves is going through and there's no relation to you whatsoever. You can also reframe a negative thought as an opportunity for growth or learning. That's a real growth mindset thing there. Uh, Replacing negative self-talk with positive affirmations, mentioned number four, challenging the black and white thinking with more nuanced or balanced perspective, and identifying and challenging negative core beliefs that drive negative thought patterns. So, in summary, cognitive reframing techniques such as thought stopping, thought replacement and cognitive restructuring are useful for challenging negative thought patterns and replacing them with more positive, balanced or accurate thoughts. These techniques can help individuals cultivate a more optimistic outlook, build resilience and improve their mental health and overall well-being. So on to the third one here, which was uh, practicing gratitude. I've been through this before. In previous blog posts, blog posts, well, it is blog posts, I suppose, but podcasts I was referring to. Um, So when we focus on what we have as opposed to what we don't have, it makes us aware of all the good things that we have in our lives and reinforces how lucky we are. It's amazing how much happier I have personally become since I started doing this and I literally cannot recommend it enough. If you have the ability to be listening to this podcast, I can guarantee you that there are many things in your life that you can be grateful for. That's not a big-headed thing. I'm talking about the fact you have access to the internet and things like that. You're in a position where you are very wealth- wealthy by worldwide standards and you have a lot of things to be grateful for. So, um some of the benefits of having a gratitude practice can be increased happiness Uh, regularly practicing gratitude has been linked to increased levels of happiness and positive emotions again i can vouch for that improve mental health gratitude practice has been shown to reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety and improve overall mental health it can reduce stress focusing on things that we are thankful for can reduce stress and promote relaxation and then finally back to this again increased resilience Gratitude practice can help individuals develop a more positive outlook, which can lead to increased resilience and better coping skills. (coughs) Sorry about this. It can also lead to improved relationships because, you know, you're being more grateful for the people you have in your life. So of course it's going to do that. But expressing gratitude towards others can improve relationships and increase social support, enhance self-esteem, regularly acknowledging things that, we are grateful for can improve self-esteem and increase feelings of self-worth better sleep gratitude practice has been linked to improved sleep quality and quantity and then finally increased empathy practicing gratitude can help individuals become more empathic so empathetic even sorry uh towards others and appreciate their contributions and positive qualities now some tips for incorporating gratitude into your daily life you could have a gratitude journal. Now you can buy these as they are set out. Um there's one called the 5 minute journal that um I haven't personally bought, but um I bought some a couple of their other products and it's really good. I think you write down three things you are grateful for um in the day and there's, there's something else I can't what it was. But you can buy these um on Amazon, places like that, or you can download gratitude journals online. In fact, I'll probably create one at some point, but just a freebie, you can download that. And then finally, you can just have a notepad or a journal next to your bed. And literally, before you go to bed, sit there and write down the three things that you were grateful for that day. And then what you can do when you're feeling particularly low is you can go back through it and remember all the different things, good things that have happened and the good things you're grateful for. So it's really cool like that. Uh, Mindfulness meditations can incorporate gratitude. And then making sure that you always express gratitude to others. That is so important. I mean, for a start, it's just polite to thank people when they do something right but to do something nice for you I should say but everyone I remember the last time somebody really thanked you for something you did like genuinely how amazing did it feel and isn't it nice to just pass on that that amazing feeling to other people so always express it so the next point is embracing change and growth now sorry these are some different ways that you can do this. Basically, um, if you have a fixed mindset, you can work on changing it to a growth mindset. So your fixed mindset is the belief that our abilities and traits are innate and cannot be changed. This can lead to a fear of failure, a lack of motivation to learn new things and a tendency to give up easily. Whereas a growth mindset is the belief that our abilities and traits can be developed and improved through effort and practice, which they can. This can lead to a willingness to take on challenges, a motivation to learn new things and resilience in the face of setbacks. Our mindset can impact our well-being by influencing how we approach challenges and setbacks. A growth mindset can lead to increased resilience. There it is again. Gotta be resilient. Motivation and happiness. While a fixed mindset can lead to decreased motivation, stress and anxiety. Once again, which one would you rather have? Embracing change can lead to personal growth and new opportunities while resisting change can lead to missed opportunities and stagnation. Embracing change requires a growth mindset and a willingness to take risks and learn new things. Flexibility and adaptability. I can't speak today. Great when you're recording a podcast. Uh, Being flexible and adaptable allows us to navigate change and uncertainty with greater ease. This requires a growth mindset again. See, you just have one. It makes everything easier. Just work on them, and a willingness to try new things, take on new challenges and adapt to new situations. Um, you'll, you, you will see challenges as opportunities. Viewing challenges as opportunities for growth and learning can lead to increased resilience, motivation and creativity. This requires a growth mindset a willingness to embrace new experiences and perspectives. And then finally, personal responsibility. Taking personal responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and actions can lead to increased self-awareness, resilience <laughs> and well-being. This requires a growth mindset and a willingness to learn from our mistakes and take ownership of our lives. So in summary, our perspectives on changing growth can have a significant impact on our well-being. A growth mindset can lead to increased resilience motivation and happiness while a fixed mindset can lead to decreased motivation stress and anxiety embracing change being flexible adaptable viewing challenges as opportunities and taking personal responsibility are all important for cultivating a growth mindset and promoting well-being once again my mindset reset toolkit is currently nine pound which i think is around eleven dollars now i don't think it's more than twelve dollars so it's it's Very low priced at the moment and you can enrol in that, but it's only a really short course. It would only take about 45 minutes to complete, which, you know, isn't that what we all want? need Uh, when we've got a lot of stuff going on? If you can hear my dog in the background, I'm sorry, he's having a bark downstairs. Um, But you can get that by going to kerrywilliams.uk forward slash MRT for Mindset Reset Toolkit. That's kerry.uk, sorry, kerry.uk kerrywilliams.uk forward slash MRT. So finally, finally, finally about that finding joy in everyday life. So just going to go over some of the things I think we've already discussed and then some new things here. So gratitude, focusing on the things that we are grateful for can help us appreciate the present moment and find joy in simple pleasures. So that's number one. Number two, mindfulness. Practicing mindfulness can help us be more present in the moment, savor experiences and find joy in everyday activities. I mean, think of when you've done something awesome, like, you know, you've been, at a, been to a party or you've gone to a theme park or something. You, they're, they're things I like. Uh, so things that you really enjoy and you haven't been able to enjoy them because you've been worrying about something, you know, that's going to you, you perceive is going to happen in the future. You've been panicking, anxious about that. If you'd just been mindful of being in the moment, you'd enjoy it so much more. So that's why mindfulness is awesome. Connection. Building and maintaining connections with others can bring joy and meaning to our lives. This can involve spending time with loved ones, volunteering or joining a community group. Creativity. Engaging in creative activities such as art, musical writing can bring a sense of joy and fulfillment to our lives. Writing is a great one because you just get it all out on paper. Even if you're not writing something specific, just um, write some morning pages or just riff on some paper, just just go for it, as write whatever you're thinking about and who knows, you could eventually get into a flow and write a book, who knows, <laughs> or blog, blogging's great, it's a really good way of getting stuff out there. So nature, spending time in nature such as going for a walk, hike or simply sitting in a park can help us feel more connected to the world around us and find joy in natural beauty. Self-care, a really obvious one, but self-care. Taking care of our physical, emotional and mental well-being through self-care practices such as exercise, meditation or hobbies can help us to feel more balanced and fulfilled. Curiosity. This is this is so important because I know so 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 few people that have, you know, after childhood have a strong curiosity for things. And I always want to know about things, know about how things work, why things happen, why we do certain things. So Engaging curiosity just makes life, the everyday life more interesting. Cultivating a sense of curiosity and openness to new experiences can lead to discovering joy in unexpected places and finding meaning in everyday life. So by the discovering joy in unexpected places, if you start looking into something that you know you have a little bit of an interest in, you could find something you're really, really passionate about. I mean, that was the case for me with um, life purpose coaching, which I don't actually coach coach, but um, I you know have a uh, qualification in it but I I did that because I think initially I liked the thought of life coaching and then I found a course to get a certification Um, after I got my certification in life coaching a one for life purpose coaching and thought this quite it seems quite interesting let's do this and I was obsessed and I'm still obsessed so you know just a little interest and it can change your entire life as it did mine and then finally back to this one again Very important one. Mindset. Adopting a positive growth mindset, focusing on the good things in life and reframing negative thoughts can help us find joy in everyday experiences. So in summary, finding joy in everyday life can involve practices such as gratitude, mindfulness, connection, creativity, nature, self-care, curiosity and a positive mindset. mindset mindset. By focusing on the present moment, cultivating a sense of wonder and curiosity and prioritising our well-being and connections with others, we can find joy and meaning in the simple pleasures of life. So we have reached the end of this week's episode, which I feel went on for ages, although I'm hoping it didn't go on for too long. And, you know, you're still here listening to me. That's, well done if you are, because I can blabber. Um. So obviously we have covered various points in this episode about, uh, so the power of, of perspective and how to reframe your thoughts and find joy. Um, obviously I highly recommend, um, practicing particularly the reframing framing thoughts, um, part of this because it, it changes everything. It's an absolute game changer. So I highly recommend that one. Um, I have some sources in the show notes, that will be uh, that linked to articles about the benefits of gratitude practice and the research that supported them. Just so, you know, in case you think I'm just talking complete nonsense, I've got the, the proof of the scientific evidence for this. So it might be something you're just interested in reading about. And who knows, this little interest in that could turn to something massive. So I hope you have an amazing week ahead. I hope you enjoy every day I find something to be grateful for i hope you start that gratitude journal so just finally i just want to say you are totally 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 capable of creating your dream life and crafting a legacy that you can pass down onto future generations that will be proud of you i believe in you you got this